I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. We are back with Lamp Stomp, and we have a special, special episode today. We're going to do an interview for the movie Onward, and today I am going to be talking to one of my best friends, mm. Isaac. What's up, Isaac? Nothing much. It's it's great to see you. Great to. I'm glad you have me on on this prestigious uh, podcast. Very excited to be here. Uh, finally get my voice heard you know by the masses i think it was back when uh when when chris cox was on uh on the podcast and he and he was basically saying that like it's every millennial's dream like a bucket list item to to be on a podcast is this your first podcast or had you it is no this is my first podcast um ever yeah I, i agree it is i hope i would love to have my own podcast you're you're living the dream i truly am man honestly like you can have podcasts about anything like if you if you took time and actually looked at like the different podcasts on whatever app there's podcasts about everything i know yeah so just just pick something and do it man that's 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 my suggestion today we are going to be talking about onward but before we get to onward isaac i would love to know what your pixar origin story is how did you start watching these movies when did you start watching these movies and how has that evolved over time um okay so the first one that really like sticks out in my mind is probably bugs life okay i yeah i was born in 93 i definitely remember watching toy story i remember liking toy story um i had the super nintendo game of toy story yeah. where he's uh used woody's little yeah I, I had a conversation with josh about that um oh yeah that's right it, it is tough there yeah, it's a super hard game but i really enjoyed it um my least favorite part was the rc car uh-huh uh, i remember right. that one that one was my least favorite part but go ahead um but bugs life is really where it kind of took off for me because i mean i've always i always loved animals always loved, i still love bugs more than probably uh most adult men um or women i suppose um and bugs life just really like it was a whole different thing and i just really loved uh the the colors and the i loved heimlich and you know just just the whole the whole thing i was all about it um had the computer game for it also that i really enjoyed that one was fun too i I remember having that one too um, and then I th- kind of feel like it was a lull for me on Pixar between Bugs Life and the um, Dory, Monsters, Inc., Incredibles. That yeah. kind of, they were three in a row, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I can't remember what, I can't remember if, if there's anything between Bugs Life and I feel like Monsters is first. Yeah, okay. I liked Toy Story too, but it was it was just kind of like a yeah, it's a good movie. I'm 
eight or whatever. And it's a good movie. Uh, Monsters Inc. really stuck with me. Um, and so did Finding Finding Dory. Man, I watched the heck out of that one. We had a we got our van, and it came with DVD players or whatever. And I watched Finding Nemo. Uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Finding Nemo. Um, yeah, a dozen times just on those tiny little screens in the back of the headrests <laughs> that you know all the cars now make look right. like <laughs> nonsense. Um, probably an iPhone size at this point, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, honestly, like two iPhones could do a way better picture of it than what the ours ever did. Um, but Incredibles, I think, was the real like, oh man, this movie is this movie means something to me. It was the first time that I saw like uh, marital issues kind of represented, you know, I, I'm the my parents are divorced. Yeah. I don't what well, I don't know the best way to put that. <laughs> my parents are divorced. Yeah. And it was it was kind of the first time that I saw that in a cartoon where it was like, oh, they're having marriage issues and they're they're mm-hmm. arguing and I wonder how much of this, you know, kind of is what happens in marriages and right. what happened to my parents, right? Because I was I was very young when they got divorced, so I have no idea what happened. But um so Incredibles meant a lot to me. It is also superheroes and I'm <laughs> absolutely always about that right um and then it kind of slacked off again you know i watched I, i've i've seen every pixar movie up to onward actually we haven't we still haven't watched soul we still haven't watched um luca yeah, yeah. um and is that just the two that we're yeah. here on yeah. yeah so we haven't seen either of those but i kept up with all of them um pretty regularly throughout my life just kind of at varying levels uh really loved wally brave um hit hit a little different i think a lot of the movies that i really like you all have kind of low on your list (laughs) (laughs) um with the exception of this one um i I love coco you know they're all great movies that's the thing about pixar is that like yeah the bottom of a the bottom list of a Pixar list, the bottom movie on a Pixar list is still a really good movie at the end of the day. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that's that's probably pretty much how how it kind of went with me. Is uh, Pixar just was offering something to the table that was a little bit different than yeah. Yeah. everything else when I was growing up, and continued to this day. I think like. Disney's Disney's doing their part at this point, like yeah, trying yeah, to keep up. I, too. Um, but I think that that's largely because of Pixar. I, I think that Pixar probably lit a fire under Disney to be like, <laughs> "Oh man, there's some money here, and we can we can do this also." But yeah, make some good movies, yeah, for sure. All right, man. Why don't we jump into the movie we're going to be talking about today? Um, and so. I kind of want to jump off uh, to a conversation we had a while back when, when you were kind of talking about the podcast and saying that you were listening and enjoying it a few months ago. Um, and I was like, dude, I have to get you on. Like, is there, is there a, a movie in particular that you, that you um, were thinking? And I, I think you might've said something, I think you, I can't remember if you said Ratatouille or something like that, but Carly was already scheduled to be on that. You said a few, and then we landed on Onward. Um, and, and you said that was one that was, 
that was kind of stuck with you. And, and I was like, yes, that's the one. Let, let's do that. Um, and so what about that movie uh, resonates you? What about Onward kind of um, connects with you personally that it would be something that you would want to talk about? Um, honestly, it's it's a movie that I wish I had had when I was a lot younger. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I've always liked like the fantasy genre. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of D and D lately. Like in in my adult life, I've um been the dungeon master for two or three campaigns that have lasted years with various like friend groups. And now me and Eli, my brother, and a, um, a couple of friends from Whitesburg and one of my old college roommates have a, have a party right now that I'm, I'm DMing for. And it's just so much fun. And it's, it's this wild, unique game, but also storytelling experience. Um, that all started with podcasts. So the first podcasts that I really got into were live play D and D podcasts. Um, there's a ton of them out there. I'm not going to make any recommendations on here. I don't think, but um, there are a ton of good D and D live play D and D podcasts out there. And it's just this unique storytelling system where one person is writing a a book almost but the main characters do whatever they want so it's it's incredible to just be a part of because like you can make these really fun and unique worlds and stories that um are never never going to be the same and each each person gets to be a part of that and contribute and uh it's just it's also a lot of fun um so that I and my mom, so I, I bring that up saying I wish I had it younger because um, Southeast Kentucky is where I'm from. Sure. And especially when we were growing up, if my, I, I remember my old, older brother asking my mom if he could play D&D one time <laughs> and she said, no, that's the game that makes people kill themselves. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was this whole big, like, satanic panic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you can't, you, you can't do this. It lets, I don't know. She, she thought we would have a Ouija board or something involved. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. So I, I, I was kind of really like snuck into the fantasy, um, worlds um, yeah. so like yeah genre i i walked in to the room on my oldest brother watching lord of the rings and was like can i watch this am i can i i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this now also forever right <laughs> <laughs> um and the same like eli was playing elder scrolls morrowind one time i remember that too and i was like are we allowed to are we allowed to play games like this? And then I went and played Oblivion. It was like, this game's incredible. Why haven't I, why have I not been playing these things my whole, I, I wasted so much time, not in the fantasy worlds. Um, and so th- this movie, I, I think it's really like, it's 
you know, nerd culture has kind of become chic and yeah. popular. You know, the Big Bang Theory, I think, kind of um, mainstreamed some of this stuff. Um, and and I, I'm all for that. I, I want the things that I enjoy. Board games. Man, I've, you and Josh were talking about, uh, he, he said, I played Settlers Gatan. I thought that was, and I was like, yeah, it is kind of like the the gateway game if you will <laughs> it's kind of like the earliest board game for people who are like oh i i don't play board games like monopoly anymore i play settlers and it's like okay but um have you been playing you know um azure or uh, have you have you tried scythe yet like <laughs> the the there's the so much out there <laughs> yeah exactly it is it's a whole different uh, and Brian is my oldest brother is super into board games. Me and him have been playing a ton of board games, and it's a, it's a it's just an awesome like. Um, I wish I had had that more and longer. I, I can't like the relationship that I've built with um, my friends and also my brothers. You know, Brian, me and Brian uh, during the pandemic, we played um, a game on a. There's a steam game where you can play board games <laughs> um <laughs> together so we would get on like discord and we played like once a week for that's cool i don't know a year and a half almost of of just this one tabletop game that was a lot of fun and um me and eli have been playing dnd like I, i've grown a lot closer with my siblings um through this that I think if we had had more of that kind of outlet that we had liked, I don't know, we probably would have fought. We, we fought a lot growing <laughs> up anyway, so it might have been different growing up, but I don't know. You know, I, I wish yeah. the, this kind of thing would have came along and said, maybe you all should try yeah. something like this. Um, so I, I think that's that's one reason this movie is important. Uh, just kind of, I've, I've seen a lot of this, uh, you know, representation has been a big deal in a lot of movies recently, you know, see it with uh, Encanto and Luca and Coco, all of them have been really doing a, a good and important thing of trying to show people um, who they are in, on screen. You know, we're trying to represent you yeah. so that you feel seen. And this movie did that for me a little bit, you know what I mean? Like not in, it didn't show Appalachia. I'd still love to see Pixar's Appalachia movie, <laughs> but that's a whole different thing. But it, it, it is like yeah. nerd culture to a better degree than a lot of things that I've seen, especially in like a kids movie. So, sure, that's that's really cool. I I, ha I hadn't really thought about the whole whole aspect of nerd culture and and Barley being super into the uh, Quest of Yore, which apparently you can actually buy that board game. I, I, I earlier today and like read some reviews on it, and people are saying like. Hey, I know. this is like a thing. <laughs> it looks good um, because I listened to your all's podcast early. Yeah. I listened to your podcast today and saw, and you said that, oh, this is a real game. And I said, well, dang, man, that's incredible. So I, I'm definitely going to look into it. it it's, <laughs> it's a tabletop. It's a D and D like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so it's, it's a, definitely um, a role-playing game, uh, probably light on the board game aspects and heavy right. on the pretending right um and so uh it's interesting that you you say you kind of saw yourself um in that i did have a question 
um, just to kind of bounce off of you, uh, Josh nor myself have brothers. Um, Josh has three sisters. I have one sister. And so the brother relationship in that movie, did that draw you to it at all? Just kind of seeing how the brothers were disconnected, but something like that brought them together. Um, I didn't really think about it. Uh, it didn't draw me to the movie, I wouldn't say. And it didn't, um, it resonated with me definitely in the later, you know, when he's, when he's go when it's resonating with him, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I do see, I do see some aspects like that. Cause you're, um, you're the youngest brother of four, right? Of four, how, how much yes. older is Brian than you? Brian is seven years older than me. Seth is five years older than me. And Eli is two years older right, than me. Right. And me and Eli were the closest in age and got along the least um, <laughs> until he graduated high school, basically. So, um, so I, I don't, I didn't feel like I had quite that same. Sure. I, I definitely, it, it was very like appealing to me. And there are a lot of memories that I have of my brothers um, being that kind of role in my life for sure. sure. And all, all three of them, you know, they're, um, they all were good older brothers. None of them you were bad older brothers and um but I was also kind of a loner in a lot of ways I, I was kind of an autonomous person you know as soon as I learned to drive like I was driving to your college to spend the night at uh, right. in your dorm room at 16 or whatever so you, I, I didn't you tried to play Zelda uh all the oh, way I successfully I I resent the way you said that I beat the let it be known on this podcast that I, Isaac Dylan Gover, beat Ocarina of Time uh, on a Wii emulator in 19 hours um, at, with two, three or four bathroom breaks and a lunch break. <laughs> I started at 10 p.m. and ended at whatever 19 hours after 10 p.m. is. Right. Yep. That, that, that is a thing. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to it. But anyway, um, so cool. Um, it's, 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 it's kind of an interesting um, kind of combination of, of those things that, that um, kind of drew you to the movie and, and, and made it be one that kind of sticks with you. And so um, who, are, who are some of your favorite characters from this movie? Um, there's obviously the two main brothers. But yeah, really, um, obviously. Um, I really loved um, their mom. Yeah. Julie Louis Dreyfus's character, yeah. <laughs> which so I I she was it she was in she's been at least one right she was Princess Dot I don't know in I Doug's life right. I, I think, think right. Julie Louis Dreyfus was not this wasn't her first movie but whatever I really liked that idea of her doing like the P90X warrior or whatever and then <laughs> and fighting the dragon at the end, at the end of the movie <laughs> I thought that was just I thought that was a very good like plot line. Um, I also really loved Colt Bronco. I, you guys really hated on him a little bit this, when I listened to your podcast. Um, but hit, that humor to, hit me right every time. There was one where he said, I'm going to count to three. And then he stomped his hoof because that's how horses count. I thought that I lost it, man. I was, we, we did watch this movie in the movie theater. I will, I forgot to mention okay, that. So you got earlier. to watch it in the theater before COVID. This happened. was, the last movie we watched in theaters um, before theaters shut down and we watched it 
there was like maybe one or two other people in the theater. You know, it was almost <laughs> totally empty, which was a lot of fun for us. Um, right, right. But I, I lost it with a lot of the cult Bronco humor because horse humor just, just hits me right. I'm, I'm a veterinarian and um, I don't know. They just, they just know you throw a horse joke at me. I, they knew they, they got me that just for you. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I really liked his, you know, I, I also, I mean, the stepdad energy was, was funny to me also. I've always thought like uh, the stepdad characters who are kind of goofy and trying hard, um i've always thought that was kind of a a a funny trope um of course you know the main characters i really like um i really liked the snake lady at the pawn shop (laughs) that was when we forgot to have a name josh got off the the podcast and we're like wait we didn't mention that at all that was a really funny scene it was an awesome scene um and then yeah those are probably I, I the one other character that I want to mention is that I went into the movie and forgot that John Krasinski was the dad. Okay, he yeah. is. He is. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't realize. Um, but yeah. And and then the movie started, and you know he does the voiceover at the beginning, I think, but I I didn't even really catch yeah, it. Yes. But then the they showed a picture of his character, and I went. Oh yeah, it's John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of look like it. And, and honestly, not to a T. Not to a T. No, it's not. It's but, not. But uh, Barley kind of looks like Chris yeah. in some ways. Uh, they, uh, Ian kind of looks like Tom Holland a little bit. Um, they definitely like leaned into their mm-hmm. inspiration. Uh, there. <laughs> All right. What what would you say is your favorite moment from the movie? Whether it's a funny moment or if is it like a, a kind of a deep um, emotional moment that kind of struck with you? What, what would you say is either your favorite or some of your favorites? Um, moments I really, I really, I mean the the scene where they're all they're dancing at that vending machine is a lot of is a lot of fun. A very good um a good moment i also i really enjoyed the manticore the tavern the the you know the initial scene where you know to this big spooky tavern and then they're singing happy birthday and the um, that was a that was a good twist on it for me um and then it's it's also like the in fight scene I watched the movie again like last two, two weeks ago or something in preparation for this and was like, dang, this that action sequence like would fit an action movie. Like if this had been like a Kung Fu Panda type, you know, where it's it's more action focused. Right. Right. That would it would have been that's a good action scene. Like they do a really good job of tying up all, you know, having these multiple characters in this big fight scene and him like using all his resources really yeah. creatively um and it also is like a really fun it w- would be a really fun like D fight <laughs> um, it's a really cool that 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 scene really stuck with me and is a lot of fun um and then of course when he shoots guinevere at the rocks it, my favorite part of that though is when her the tire pops 
and it starts the van starts galloping it was incredible <laughs> oh, so funny um all right i i do have one more question but is there any kind of loose ends um of onward specifically um that that you want to kind of mention something you ha- maybe haven't mentioned yet. And then I got one more question about Onward and then we'll go. Yes. So I do think that, I, I don't think it would have affected your all's scoring much, but I think you, you did, did Onward a little bit dirty on Easter eggs. Okay. Because the amount of like just jam packed um, Tolkien. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah the the references to like to nerd culture and to um tolkien specifically they took a ton of of lord of the rings stuff but also D stuff the so the gelatinous cube actually is that one's kind of fascinating to me um the gelatinous cube is owned by the company that owns D. And I didn't think about it the first time I watched the movie, but I've been playing enough D&D right. and think like, so um, other companies, like you couldn't go out and, and create a game with a gelatinous cube in it without paying Wizards of the Coast because it's their intellectual property. So when they said it this time when I was watching the movie, I was like, huh, they must have, they must have worked with yeah. Yeah. Wizards of the Coast. And I looked it up and they did. They also got the rights to use a beholder, which is like an eyeball monster with lots of little eyeball tentacles. And I don't remember seeing it in the movie, but they did get permission. That's um, but actually, really interesting. Yeah, it was. It was just kind of a fascinating little like, huh? I didn't. That's a weird, a weird thing to grab. But I'm. It's cool that they did it. Um, but just so, just on my walk run through of um, watching the movie the second time, the restaurant he went to was called burger shire which is a lord <laughs> of the rings reference the min i think the board said like home of the second breakfast um okay, that's actually really good it's great they have <laughs> um when they went in the gas station the gas station was full of them I, did, I got like a few of them um they had a cigarette brand called long bottom tobacco <laughs> they had a beer brand that was called misty mountain light and I think, um, yeah, I think Burley on his arm has a Tria Gondor tattoo. And those were just like the three or four that I was like, man, those, these are these are good Tolkien references. That's fair. Um, that I, 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 I think got undervalued a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably pretty. That was all the little notes that I took on my watch through. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, man. Um, just kind of to wrap up, let's put a pretty pretty little bow on onward, and um, we, can, we can move on to um, to other other conversations about Pixar and such. Um, but why does this movie matter? Um, it, to like I said, to to wrap um, kind of our whole conversation in a bow. Why is this movie something that um, for years to come you'll go back to? Um, you'll show your kids, or or um, or why is it something that you'll tell people about? Um, why does this movie matter to you and why does it matter to the world? Um, it doesn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think to me personally, you know, kind of all that I've said already about like um, getting more people involved in these things that I love is important to me. Um, showing people that, you know, they're like, sometimes we can we can turn off some screens we can do some 
we can pick up some pens and paper and and have a lot of fun for maybe too long maybe three or four hours <laughs> is too long for a TNT session but um having these alternate venues in a world of of um you know high entertainment um is is valuable sure. and then you know the the family stuff is also super important like but to to me that this movie the family values and whatnot are are definitely there and strongly there, but it's almost, you know, this could have been a pick, a Dory, a Finding Nemo, Finding Dory movie. You know, it's it's almost the opposite of Finding Nemo, where it's like the the one family member who's missing, right? The other, you know, the other two are bonding, and it's not the father, or whatever. But um, that that's that family issue has been told and told and told by Pixar, um. This I liked this, you know, brothers and family is the people who are you're around kind of it doesn't have right. to be your parents all the time. Right. I like that aspect of it. But um, to me, the more important stuff was um, who cares about who cares about family, right? Like <laughs> board games is the important thing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's how it sounded. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I do understand what you're saying, but that was actually really funny. Um, I think I think I, I get what you're saying is that um, the family stuff is is super important, but those stories have been told. But the reason this sticks out to you and is important to you and why this movie matters to you is because you got to see part of yourself, um, and and it encourages you and other people to pursue those things because it can actually be worthwhile, even though a lot of people might think it's a waste of time. Yeah, absolutely. Is that is that kind of what you're what you're yeah thinking? that's a good summation of uh, of what I failed to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So before we move on to other Pixar things, I told you um, that I had a surprise, and Uh-oh. so I I have a surprise for you. Um, I went to the internet. Um, what can't you find on the internet? Internet really. Uh, but uh, I went to the internet and looked up and I found a choose your own adventure story. It's not very long, but I want to go through it with you just to kind of see what will happen on your choose your own adventure story. Okay. And so okay. I got this. Um, it's, it's actually kind of funny because I was wondering if there was like a choose your own adventure onward, like, but there wasn't, but I literally typed in onward, choose your own adventure. And there's a thing called onwardstory.com and there is a choose your own adventure on that. So if anybody wants to do it for themselves, um, you can go there. Um, so I'm going to read, I'm going to refill my water. If it's too much ugliness on the audio, (laughs) just cut it. Here's a nice pause. All right, here we go. (laughs) Here's the, the intro. It says the tavern. You awake in a bustling tavern. You glance across a table at another adventurer, no doubt also hoping to slay the dragon. Punch him. After. Huh? I punched him. I punched him. Can I punch him? <laughs> they look like they have been on this journey before, but you will embark today and have a simple decision to make. Will you go alone or go together? What does he look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as uh, descriptive. Uh, together together okay yeah he's he's a big he's got a big sword um also he's got a gun so we're going (laughs) together 
<laughs> All right. So you go to the Echo Cliffs. Together it is. You pack up a few things you brought and begin your trek towards the legendary Echo Cliffs. You are unable to find your partner when you get to the Echo Cliffs. Suddenly you hear a faint call through the fog. I'm lost. You check oh, your map. Dang it, Chet. <laughs> His name's Chet. <laughs> you check your map and see and see three options. You yell out towards the fog-covered cliffs. Do you yell out Mushroom Forest, Crystal Tunnel, or Wisp River? What, give me my options again. Mushroom Forest, Crystal Tunnel, or the Wisp River? Um, I now am mad at Chet, so I'm going to yell out uh, Mushroom Forest, but I want to actually go to the Crystal Tunnel. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press the Crystal Tunnel. Do Crystal Tunnel, but Chet's not coming with me is what I'm saying. But if the story I... tries to make me, he followed me, it's fine. All right, your, your partner finds you from before. Dang it, Chet. <laughs> and together you appreciate the beauty of the Crystal Tunnel you're traveling through as you continue on your quest. Uh oh, all right. That I mean, yeah, it's a pretty tunnel. The dungeon. You reach. Wait, I take some crystals. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you reach the dungeon at last, creeping up to the entrance, past the remains of fallen adventurers before you. You have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, you're right. As you sneak through the entrance, you misstep, making a loud sound that echoes through the halls ahead. You suddenly see two red eyes belonging to a monster unlike anything you've ever seen. Hey, hey, can I pause you? Yeah. yeah. How many of these endings end with me dying? <laughs> I have no clue. Okay, great. Cool. <laughs> I shoot it. Dang it. <laughs> you, quickly, you quickly realize that the monster seems hurt, trapped by a fallen pillar. Do you help him? Yeah, never mind. I changed my mind. Um, yeah, me and Chet pushed the rock off his face <laughs> the monster hesitates as you free him but flees without attacking oh it was a minotaur <sighs> all right you you finally get out of the dungeon and you approach the lava bridge you freeze at wait, the wait, end wait, of wait. The end of... it's a bridge over lava right not a bridge <laughs> yeah. made of lava because Okay, <laughs> I think that's an important... It is. It very much is. All right, you freeze at the end of the hall. One more step, and you would have landed in a vast lava moat. There's a bridge, but you realize that it takes two to operate, and it appears that in order for one to continue across, the other person needs to remain on this side of the moat. All right, Chet, you stay here. Um, <laughs> I'll be right back. You are met once again with your first choice. Will you go alone or together? Wait, wait, wait. I thought we had to go. I thought. Do you, do you just go on without him or do you try your best to bring him along? Yeah. No, if, it's, if it says that one of us has to stay here, I leave Jet alone and I go, I'm going on my own. I'm kind of trying, ready to ditch him anyway. All right. After working together to raise the bridge, you, you alone reach the other side. You glance back in shame at your partner, leaving them behind. You continue on towards the highest tower, almost hidden in all the smoke coming from it. I don't like that this story told me that I felt shame. It doesn't know me. 
Just as you reach the first step up to the tower ahead, the dragon bursts forth, sending flames straight towards you. Your life flashes before your eyes as you cover yourself from the fire. You remember how you chose to set out on this journey together. You think back to how you found your way with a friend in the Echo Mountains. You even think back to the beast you encountered, how you felt pity and freed him. You recall how you ruthlessly abandoned and left your long-suffering companion. Hold on now. I, you're um, you're misremembering. <laughs> Perhaps if you'd not have come alone, you might have prevailed. <laughs> Although you fight valiantly, you barely escape with your life. You climb out from beneath the rubble and are greeted by the monster you freed earlier, who is waiting with a small pouch of gold for you. All right. Packing up what you have, you begin the trek home. It seems easier now that the worst is behind you. Although you rarely see him, you can't help feeling the mo- somewhere the monster has helped. You helped is watching over you. Sweet, I got a minotaur friend. That could have went worse. <laughs> the end. Sweet, yeah, I got a gun. I got a minotaur and a bag of gold. I wonder where Chet is. He died for sure in the lava river. He tried to walk on the bridge. The bridge is made of lava, you idiot. <laughs> okay, so I I know that wasn't maybe the best, but that no, was it's a good. <laughs> was a neat little neat little story. That's I mean that's what you gotta do is you just gotta make it your own. Doesn't matter, man. For sure. <laughs> Thanks for indulging me. No, absolutely. All right, man. Are you kidding? You're the host of Lamp Stomp. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> All right, man. Is there any other random Pixar things that you would like to say? Um, before you start, I do want to say that I mentioned it on, on one of the podcasts, but Isaac was the one that that sent us the message about um, Octopus and how they uh, actually are notorious for um, for escaping their um, in. Uh, their tanks or whatever and so um isaac is a is a veterinarian so he knows a lot about animals um is there any animal related things or just any pixar related things that that kind of get to you um sure first uh, yeah hi are radical um i agree they can't drive buses it's fine (laughs) um they might have jumped the shark a little but I really liked that idea of uh, the octopus being the escape artist because they they have been known to do that in real zoos. Um, the Finding Nemo I thought was I remember as a kid like the that movie the DVD like menu. Do you remember DVD menus? <laughs> I guess they still have those. <laughs> we just don't buy DVDs anymore. Right. Um, the DVD menu had a ton of stuff about like um all the fish that i thought was really cool and the the barrier reefs and stuff that was a lot of fun um other pixar stuff though i i really think you did my boy uh mr incredible pretty wrong i'm not a fan i get i understand i know that (laughs) that was made very abundantly clear um but he was a good character. He's like the ultimate stuck in high school jock. Like he's he's the ultimate. He's that to the nth degree. 
I know I've, I've, I've thought about it a lot since that, that podcast, because like, so somebody had to name him Mr. Incredible, right? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Either himself or other people. Right. And neither is good for your ego. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go from being Mr. Incredible to Bob who works in insurance, like you're going to have some, some, some failure to launch take me back to the good old days like and i think he's that he's the the ultimate like you know we got married in high high school sweethearts yeah when when times were good we were in love and now i'm old and fat and this (laughs) i'm not who i used to be and i'm not allowed to be who i used to be so i'm taking it out on on my whole family and um and i think that that's a really good like it's not a good character, but it's it's a it's an effective characterization of a fairly well known character archetype, which yeah. I thought was a really I, I think it's a good character. I, I think to to give him a negative two for being a bad character is just <laughs> just cuts deep, man. That's that's just being that's just being hurtful. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's pr- that w- that one really uh, has been weighing on my mind for a while. So the rest of Pixar, y'all have done pretty good with. <laughs> I'm glad that Onward made it in the top ten. I think it deserved it. And, um. Uh, yeah. Let's see what else. The I I really Wally, um, and Up. I think are they in your top ten? I don't uh, think either. I don't know that Wally is. I do know that Up is. Up definitely deserves it. Wally, I I don't know. There are so many of them though. I haven't made my own list, so yeah. I don't know what my top ten would actually look like. I've been been thinking about it. I just don't I haven't had the time to watch all the movies and right. um, uh, use use your broken ranking system to try to to try <laughs> to do it. <laughs> all right, man. Uh... Well, cool. Um, I would encourage you big time to um, maybe watch the next two movies with us um, as, as the podcast, the next few podcasts come out. Um, I definitely don't want to like listen. I don't want to have the first no, no, no. encounter with either of them being you all telling no, me what no, happened no, in the no, movie. No, no. <laughs> definitely watch them and then listen to the podcast. Is what I'm saying. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. That I agree. I will. Um, yeah. And they're they're both they're both worth worth the watch for sure, um, and so um, I would encourage you to do that. All right, man, it has been um, an absolute blast. I'm glad I'm glad that we we got to do this. Um, yeah, so thank you for thank you for having me. For um, sure. When you when you make it big, just don't don't forget who. <laughs> Here's the beginning, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Low, lowly little Isaac Gover. That's right. From the the deep dark hills of eastern Kentucky. That's it, man. All right. So for Lamb Stomp, this has been Zach and Isaac. Peace. Bye.